Hi, my name is Christina Nice, and this is the Christina Nice Podcast. In this podcast, I am going to discuss loss and grief and some of the complexities that are around grief. This podcast aims to set the tone for the launch of my children's book series. I'm going to discuss some hard-hitting topics like loss of a parent to addiction, loss of a sibling, grief from loss of a parent suddenly or with a long-term illness such as cancer. I'm going to discuss abandonment, trauma, but I'm also going to talk about hope and restoration, empathy, and overcoming on the journey to grief. Children are the focus of the books and the baseline, but the heartbeat of the Christina Nice podcast is to start the conversation on some hard topics. So let's start that conversation now. Welcome to episode four. I'm gonna talk a little bit about emotional availability and the development of the character of the wolf in my story. And so this has been super fun for me to talk about the creative development of the characters, but also the emotional development of the characters and the feelings that I had, the feels behind the making of the characters and why I chose them. So the gray wolf in my children's book series is the symbol of emotional availability. And the reason why I chose the gray wolf for the emotional available animal that brings that to the child that has just lost a parent or a sibling. And so the wolves are really special because they form fast and strong emotional attachments. And that connection for the child, for it to be fast and strong, is going to be helpful because I am looking at when the child enters the forest, the idea for the wolf, the base behind the wolf's intention is to help that child really resolve the feeling of loss and to be emotionally available through all of the emotions that come up. Emotionally available people are consistent and they allow you to feel your way through difficult, undesirable, or painful emotions. And people that are emotionally available do that for themselves, but they also do that for others. And they don't look to avoid, dismiss, or run away from these feelings. They also don't allow them to dictate their behavior. So someone that's emotionally available is able to be kind, not only to themselves, but to others. and. For the most part, they can remain non-reactive. And so that's one of the goals just in life is to respond and not react. But the wolves have the ability um, to be emotionally available in my children's book story. So they can be in these painful emotions with the child and not react to the pain. So the wolf as a character, when you enter the forest, there's a lone wolf that roams the outer surface of the forest. And 
wolves are known as guardians. And so this lone wolf is the guardian of the forest. He's almost the guard door. And then the lone wolf is looking for the injured that are coming into this place of healing. And so when the wolf, the lone wolf howls, he's notifying the pack that, that there's a lone wolf, that there's a family member that needs the pack. So I want to start out on the howl. There's a few reasons for the howl of the wolf. Most are around territory and confrontation. Sometimes they're letting the other pack know that they're there, it's their territory, or they're letting the other pack know if they're weak or strong. Sometimes it's about food. But the howl that I'm bringing into this story is the lone wolf howl. And so this guardian lone wolf howls. And what happens here is that howl is spine tingling. It's bone chilling. It awakens up the spine of this child. It shakes up the energy. It sends out a cry that is spine tingling to the other members of the family to come. And so what happens is that lone wolf lets out that cry and then there's movement. The family starts to come. And if you know anything about wolves, they usually work four to nine in a pack and they're over. Their territory is is widespread and they start to move. And they know that there's a family member, a child, in this case, injured. And so there is a play on injury from the loss, from the grief. They've come in wounded with this pain. That howl to me, to draw a family for this orphan child, is showing you how I feel about the heart of adoption, that these wolves come and they form quick and firm emotional attachments with the child. They're very playful. They take care of the injured. They educate the young. They're caring, and they can create a bond. And so when the wolves come from that howl, They're bringing a sense of family, a sense of belonging, a place where this young child is going to instantly fit in. The wolves adopt the child for the journey through the woods. They're with the child that has just suffered a horrific loss of either a sibling or a parent. And so... That's important to me. The wolves are very loyal. They've always been one of the most loyal species in the animal kingdom. They can form social bonds and strong attachments with each other. And gray wolves in particular are eternally loyal to their 
partner. The wolf is the only animal in my storybook that would die for another wolf. So the wolves would lay their lives down for another wolf. So this heart of adoption to come in and take in the child that has just suffered the traumatic loss into the family. That was very special for me in the writing and the wolves stayed. Their character and their emotional bandwidth drove a lot of my writing. People that are emotionally available are able to be vulnerable. They understand their own weaknesses, insecurities, fears. They are able to connect to their feelings. They don't just go for all good feeling emotions. They understand there's bad feeling emotions as well. And this this carried me every time that I came to grieving and the process of grief and working through pain and letting go of pain and being hit with pain unexpectedly it was always an emotional connection or an emotional available person and so the wolves stayed another thing that drove me to keep them is that they're marathon hunters and they're endurance animals so they'll hunt through the day into the night through the day into the night and they have that longevity piece that is so important and when someone is grieving a significant loss of a primary you really need to have that endurance where you'll go for the injured or the sick the day into the night, the day into the night to nourish for the hunt. And so when I thought about who had the strength, the perseverance, I thought of the wolf, that they could hold that space When you're grieving, the days into the night and the nights into the days get really mixed up and you end up visiting all of those times during a process of tremendous loss. So the wolf. They're also very playful and intelligent. So there will be humor from the wolves in the story, they'll be lighthearted and playful, even though they hold the characteristics of being emotionally available. And they make the connection to the emotions and they stay with the child throughout the forest. It's the endurance, it's the longevity, it's the person that is there to calm the chaos in your heart. That's the wolf. And if you have a wolf in your life, 
that will send a text or speak a word or look you in the eye a certain way that can quiet the pain or the chaos. That person is being emotionally available to you and they're significant. And that's another play with the wolves, their eye contact. If you've ever made eye contact with a wolf, and I have, and if you haven't, you should seek that out in your spare time. If you've ever made contact, eye contact with a wolf, you can see them at sanctuaries and some places have packs that live that you can go and observe. It does, they are so magnificent to behold that it does kind of calm that chaos. It can quiet you. Human beings have always feared wolves. It's a natural thing in us for some reason. And it's really counterintuitive because wolves are very caring and not aggressive. Not when they're in a hunt or if they're sick or injured, but they're not aggressive animals. And in history, man has actually killed wolves and put them on trial. And that speaks to their intelligent nature. And so throughout the story, there will be these intelligent jokes and playful, funny things that they do on purpose because they do have intelligence. So they are the emotionally available, emotional connection that stay with you, but they are also playful and funny in the series. And there's different ones that are funnier and more serious because the pact is four to nine. And then you have the lone wolf who's the guardian. And so this whole idea behind the woods being a place where you can bring your pain goes back for me into some lessons through my childhood and being able to go into the woods and have an adventure. And when I started to build the concept of the woods, the forest, I saw it as a sanctuary, as an altar, as a place to bring your pain. I read up on forest bathing and I went to the forest daily. I would greet the forest as it awoke often while I started to bring the concept of the forest. And so the wolves are the intake, are almost the intake coordinators that stay with you when you enter. But they're symbolic of emotional connection and emotional availability. And so that's a little bit about the wolves. The wolves, obviously, the foxes and the coyotes, we're going to branch into some of them who are significant that do the work with the wolves directly connected in some of these areas. So you will have more content on the wolves. They come up throughout the storyline. 
So I just want to say thank you so much for listening to my podcast and checking out this episode. I'm so glad that you are here. I would love your support by subscribing to my podcast or following me on Instagram at Christina Nice underscore. I can't wait to be with you next week. Take very good care of yourself.